All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. Probably the vast podcast, too, because I think we're going to do a crossover uh, episode so that it's on both feeds. But I'm here with uh, a, a bunch of dudes, a bunch of dudes who are behind the Reformers NFT project, which um, I think is such a just such a cool project, probably the uh, best, and not that I'm a expert by any means, but probably the best like activation of an NFT, especially especially in the faith-based space uh, that I've seen. The second NFT that I ever bought, the first NFT I bought, I sold in about 13 hours. Um, <laughs> and, and this one, I have not sold. In fact, I don't even think I can remember how to get into my app to see it. So <laughs> I couldn't sell it if I wanted to. That's the best way of doing it. <laughs> Dang, um, what was the first NFT you bought? I'm curious. Uh, it was the, um, it was the, it was a golf one. It was the, um, hold on. Link's DAO. Oh, Link's. It was, yeah, yeah. it was yeah, Link's Wait, DAO. Wait, confirmed, confirmed Michael no longer a Link's DAO holder. No longer did a Link's DAO. Did you flip it and like make a profit? And then with the I did. Reformer? Yes. 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 <laughs> and now you're a diamond hander. Um, Solid. I'm a you diamond tr- hander. You are a true degen. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I literally had to face. I I had to FaceTime a guy in our church and have him walk me through how to do the whole process. So I'm I'm you know I'm I'm very much a novice. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about NFTs. We're gonna talk about kind of this project you guys are building. Um, why it's so important. What your just perspective is on all of this whole Web three world. Uh, why churches should use would start kind of like wading in those waters. Um, but first, let's do this. Um, let's go around and just each of you introduce yourselves. Tell us kind of like where you're at, where you live, what your background is, what got you into this. I do got to say, Carol Keene is on the podcast. And so for anybody who's listening today, uh, Carol was honestly an integral part of our church community. And in fact, I remember Carol a couple years ago talking about launching this podcast network at Civil Coffee. You're one of the first people I had a conversation with. So we go way back. We do. You left us here. You you, you deserted us <laughs> in our darkest hour on the West Coast to go to greener greener pastures. Absolutely. But it's good to see you, man. Good, good, so good. hey, yeah. Why don't you guys start, Stephen? Why don't you why don't why don't you start? And um, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Give us your background. Tell us what got you here, and and introduce yourself. Man, yeah. Um, so, I'm. I've over the last decade or so, I've kind of been a film director slash creative director of a bunch of different projects, uh, agencies, and so now I'm currently with uh, Ligonier Ministries in Orlando, Florida, and I oversee their film and media team. So there's about fifteen, sixteen of us on the team. And so all audio video content that we produce is kind of, that's, that's what, I mean, that's my team and it's what we do. But my crypto journey uh, started in 2012, 2013, where uh, I was at a creative agency called Polymath uh, out of Atlanta and uh, another web developer myself, we were looking at Bitcoin. Uh, I remember using the, the Preve.com app I don't or the website. I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's like, it's the simplest way of monitoring Bitcoin price. It's P-R-E-E-V.com. And it still exists today. Actually, let me double check that. It exists, yes. I remember 
looking at Bitcoin for like $300, $400 and buying some. Um, did not hold it very long because, you know, I was a, a poor, newly married, you know, person with, with some kids on the way. So, uh, but crypto, uh, new technologies have always interested me. And so uh, fast forward, NFTs, I, I came across NFTs uh, towards the end of 2020. And so it's been, uh, I guess, maybe, yeah, maybe it's about been about two years. Uh, that I've been in kind of aware of the technology. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we can talk about reformers in a bit, but that's a, a quick TLDR of, of, you know, my last 10, 15 years. Cool. Cool. Carol, you're next on my window okay. that I'm looking Great. at. Why don't you? Uh... I'll go. Well, I'm Carol. Uh, hello to all my C3 fam out there listening. Um, Stephen and I have a weirdly similar backgrounds. Uh, I've also done a lot of uh, video directing and creative directing over the last decade. Um, worked in the industry in LA, did mostly location scouting out there, um, and also am, have always been fascinated by new technologies. So I'm like Steven, but behind, because I didn't find crypto until early 2017, uh, made what for me was a fair amount of money, and then lost not all of it, but a lot of it. <laughs> and went through the deep dark bear, um, but was just frustrated sort of because I was really into blockchain and crypto and I saw the potential and I'm like this vision, kind of vision ideas guy, but not very tech savvy. So even though I loved what blockchain represented, this like trustless um, kind of decentralized idea, sort of sovereign individual stuff, I was like, that's kind of cool. But I didn't know what to do with it because I'm creative and I'm not really that techie. So, um, once the bear started and no one was making money, I sort of put it aside for a bit, although I did judiciously buy Bitcoin and uh, Link for under a dollar over the bear market, which was a huge get for me. Um, and then once it started creeping back and also when COVID and the pandemic hit, that's when I had to flee LA because all my freelance work dried up. Went to St. Louis, started being a uh, good old unemployed. Uh, my wife got pregnant while I was living with my parents. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, but just as that was happening, the D DeFi summer started, like crypto, you know, crypto kicked back into gear. I started getting more into it um, and having fun again. Uh, I did not get around to NFTs until maybe 20, early 2021. And the problem was that I was, I remember CryptoKitties in 2017, like vividly. I remember all these people buying them and they, you know, lost tons of money. And I was like, you guys are idiots. And so I don't understand so when NFTs came back around, I was like, oh, this is like CryptoKitties and those are bad. That was a mistake. So it wasn't until I met someone on set that was like, you know, you got to learn more about NFTs. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm in this pro project called Neo Tokyo. And I was just like, sign me up. And it ended up that Neo Tokyo was this really cool NFT community focused on building the metaverse, building blockchain gaming and building an NFTs. And it's happened to coincide. This is now like late last year happened to coincide with this slow period in work. And I just dove in, I mean, literally like eight hours a day spent like living in web three, um, coming up for air and realizing like no one, like most people actually don't care yet, but feeling like I'm early. And then I actually saw Michael Whittles. Um, I saw your Twitter. I think you posted your Twitter or something or a screenshot of your Twitter. And I saw that you had this NFT verified profile picture. And I was mm. like, what's that NFT? And you said the reformers and, here I am. 
That's awesome. Sweet. Isaac, what's your yeah, story, man. man? So I am a digital strategist at heart. That, that's what I'd call myself. Uh, started out running Facebook ads for law firms and stuff like that maybe six, seven years ago. Uh, started working with bigger clients like traditional media agencies and that type of thing, helping them with their digital transitions. And then um, eventually kind of ended up here where we've got this new Web3 space coming into play. Um, started trying to figure out at, as a believer, like, how is this stuff going to impact my heart when, when it comes down the pipeline? How is this stuff uh, going to impact the kingdom? How can we impact the kingdom with it? How, how could God use it for his redemptive purposes? And started asking questions like this and then um, started reading a guy who I follow up here, his blog post, uh, his name's Tim Challies. Uh, started reading a post by him and saw him give a shout out to Prophet, who's on this call as well. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Started following along with Prophet and he started talking about the reformers, and that's how I ended up here, man. And uh, currently for work, uh, I'm working for a ministry as of like eight, nine months ago called Faith Tech. Um, so I started taking this, this idea of redemptive technology a little bit more seriously and trying to use some of my skills and gifts to. Uh, help others think through that that process and that story as well so um, yeah excited about web3 i think kind of the biggest opportunity from my perspective is uh, when we think about people searching for information searching for things they want to know about i just have a real hunch that that's going to start dwindling down and people are going to start trusting their communities more that they're a part of for their information and uh, i just think web3 and these NFT projects, it's all going to naturally fall into that so much, so much easier. So, uh, I'm just excited to be here, man. And I'm outside Toronto too. I should mention that up in, uh, up in Canada, I got my Tim Hortons in my hands here. Good to go. Nice, nice, man. I bet it's, what's the, you're from Canada. The... We, we couldn't tell. <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. All right. Profit. Are you going to show us your face on this thing or not? I'm kidding. You definitely don't have to. You definitely don't have to do that. Um, Dogs, yeah. man. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's 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 profit. I'm I'm actually really really excited. Happy to be back um, with you, Michael. I thank you so much for last time. That was a fun. Uh, we saw a fun bump <laughs> from that over over the the Substack and everything. That was that was oh, a good. total blast. I had the best time. Um, and so I'm I'm stoked to be back. I. Uh, it's also fun to to listen to everybody else's backgrounds on the call because I am the token. Um, when you read all the the Web three content blogs and they say, "Hey, you know, you can work in crypto with any background. You don't have to have a tech background." I am the you don't have to have a tech background <laughs> in on this call. So I'm the uh, unlike everybody else's background. I am uh, I don't come from like inside of the tech space at all. I gotta you know have a bachelor of arts in history. Um, just. I, I, I read a whole ton. I've always been technology adjacent, but never in a in a highly technical background for work or anything like that. Um, I'm also probably later to crypto than everybody else here. So crypto was always something that I was aware of um, and kind of poked at and looked at along with everything. And I started getting more and more involved in investing. So my, my door in was like the actual standard like TradFi investing route. And in about 2020, uh, late 2020, early 2021, I kind of took the plunge and started slowly accumulating just really boring, you know, boomer coins, just, you know, just Bitcoin and ETH and, and watching stuff. And my kind of way in was through um, literally through like uh, discord communities 
um, the Soaring Twenties Social Club and a couple other places. And I started writing about stuff that I was interested in and felt like, okay, you know, I'm fascinated by crypto. I'm learning as fast as I can. I'm buying, you know, NFTs, trying to figure that out. Who out there is thinking about this from my perspective, which is, look, I'm a believer. And so everything I do, I have to think about it from the perspective of, well, what, how's, how should a believer approach this? What is the, you know, what, what is our worldview say about this? So I started, you know, just poking my head up and looking around and, and kind of writing the Substack has helped me to kind of meet people, you know, so I kind of met. Michael, I think I don't remember how any of this happened, but I'm Stephen. I know I met you on Twitter somehow. I think through through Reagan, probably. But I think this might all have kicked off for me. Reagan Rose one time, yeah, and saying, "Hey, man, I really appreciate this one thing you wrote." And he was kind enough to email me back, and then we started chatting about crypto. And then Reagan and Stephen and I got together and wrote that piece that Tim Challies was kind enough to to um, publish, and that kind of that kind of kicked off a lot of fun stuff for me. And I've just been like having fun with all the opportunities. And when Steven explained the, the kind of reformers project to me at first, I said, no, cause I'm busy and I got stuff. And then he explained what he really wanted to do and I kind of couldn't turn him down. So <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. And it's been a complete blast just kind of seeing all of the crazy opportunities that the Lord has in, in the space right now. That's awesome. Um, all right. So I want to get to kind of some of the, details the vision this reformers project where that's going and all that kind of stuff but first like let's just like set the level that's like level set here so i'm an average uh person who kind of pays attention to the markets i'm a bivocational pastor i run a business i volunteer as a pastor at my local church i'm into investing um i had nothing to do with crypto other than knowing that it existed until a couple of years ago and so i've sort of followed the narrative you know through kind of this whole last cycle um, and now, and I've bought and sold a bit of crypto here and there. So I know a bit, I read today that in 2022, we've already seen a trillion dollars in value has been lost in the crypto markets in general. So I think the average person hears crypto and they hear web three and they hear NFT and they think like, oh, that's just a bunch of like tech nerds buying and selling and trading things online to make money and maybe don't really understand the full ecosystem and sort of the full vision behind what it is. So just give me like whoever wants to just maybe give me just like a quick, this is what web three is. Uh, and maybe just talk about the utility that it brings beyond just like an investment vehicle. Not it. Not it. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. I'll, I'll throw out my very squishy, like, liberal arts view of this and all the tech people can come in with like the hard backing to it. But so the reason I got excited in crypto is because I love to look at things from a historical perspective. And to me, what we're seeing right now in crypto in terms of, and I'll just, I'll just use web three as a catch all term. When, when we talk about web three, that means, you know, if, if web two was Facebook and, and, you know, banks online and things like that, web three is Bitcoin, Ethereum, smart contracts, NFTs, you know, all of that stuff. And and the potential that we're talking about, to me, the, the only analog that I can think of historically is something like what the printing press was for, you know, that technological revolution. And the reason why I say that is I think that what Web3 is going to allow people to do, what the reason I'm excited about Web3 as a potential is because it lets smaller and smaller and smaller groups of people 
do things that previously were only reserved for massive corporations or huge organizations of people. And I think that's a really powerful thing. A word that, you know, if you're if you're not from a crypto background, a word that you're going to hear thrown around all the time is decentralization. And that word usually starts flame wars on Twitter because people have disagreements about what it really means. But to me, what's important about decentralization is it means that Web3 tools in a lot of amazing ways can take the gatekeepers away from some very powerful things, from being able to bring people together, to work on projects, to build strong um, networks and strong kind of ecosystems. And those are things that before, if you wanted to do things like that, you had to be part of a massive organization. And nowadays I see groups of people. I mean, we're, we're part of a group of people building something that, well, it's a small version of that. I mean, we're building something that maybe in, in eras past, you would have had to be a much bigger organization to build. So to me, that's, that's what we're talking about. I, I love, you know, I like investing. I think the speculation part is interesting, but I understand why it scares people off. I think there's parts of it that are actually very damaging to the space. And I'm, I'm not a fan of, because I think it distracts from what to me is the most amazing opportunities, which are building things at scale um, and being able to start from a very grassroots level. So that's my kind of squishy answer. Now, now somebody bring in the technology side. Yeah, I mean, was the question re- re- related to investment or as the technology? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, it shows you what a novice of this I am, how this I am, right? So, I mean, I just think in general, why is it, why, I think a lot of people just think of it as an investment vehicle. So they hear crypto, yeah. they hear NFTs, they think of it simply from a monetary perspective. So maybe just talk about I mean, the bigger picture. So in, as an investment, I'm not really going to, I mean, you look, look at Netflix in the last six months, they're down 70%. So, mm-hmm. I mean, investments vary. It's, it's supply and demand, market manipulation, you know, things outside of our control. Uh, I think we can be wise with our money and make good investments, but that's uh i'm more interested as like what's the technology kind of underpinning it all and that's the blockchain you know which is just a a public ledger that anyone has access to and then specifically i think what is just really interesting is what an nft is which is uh, a token on this public ledger uh, a proof of of uh ownership that anyone can view and so I just see any kind of contract in this world, any kind of <clears throat> exchange, any kind of uh, proof of ownership that is needed in the physical world is going to be needed in the digital world. So that can be anything from a, a website subscription to a Super Bowl ticket to uh, your profile picture. I mean, mm-hmm. your your mortgage contract, like it will all be tokenized in the future because uh, I mean, <clears throat> in the same way that there's economies built around the real world, man, there's going to be tons of economies built in the digital world. And it's only possible because of that technology, that proof of ownership verifiable via the blockchain. So, man, when we look at a metaverse, like that just looks like a video game, but it's a, it's, it's more than that. You know, like I, you, you know, you, you care about the way your character looks and you care even more when you can actually say, Hey, I actually own this, you know, I actually own this cool sword or, you know, people spend hundreds of dollars on Fortnite skins and it's the same reason people will and already do spend a lot of money on NFTs. So. Mm -hmm. 
So that's great. Uh, why don't you guys just talk to me about how this whole Reformers project started? So this is a podcast for entrepreneurs. It's a podcast for uh, people who want to be entrepreneurs, bootstrap founders, uh, all of the above. You guys each have jobs. You're each very busy. Um, what I don't know, Stephen. Maybe just like give me give me the quick like chain of events that led to meeting these guys on the internet, uh, getting this project, building it, getting it out into the world, um, and just like what that process has been has been like, just uh, uh, from a nuts and bolts perspective. I I'm trying to trace back the genesis, and maybe Prophet knows this better. Um, originally, what we were Prophet and I were building, and maybe this was close to a year ago now, uh, we had a conversation to build an onboarding tool, kind of like a masterclass for Christians to learn about crypto, to ask questions like this is not a scary space. Um, you can ask questions and there are actual answers. And um, like, how do you use the space? Like what does stewardship as a Christian look like in this space? What's an NFT? Like just simple questions. So that was originally what Prof and I were discussing. Um, at the same time, all these communities started coming out. Uh, this this probably was about a year ago because Board Apes came out in April. Cool Cats came out shortly after World of Women. All these communities around different values came out. Um, so I started thinking around the community aspect. And so one of the first things, and so the genesis of this, like of reformers was probably close to a year ago uh, when Prof and I were first talking, but it didn't actually come to fruition until i don't know i don't know how long ago it was maybe six months ago um <clears throat> so firstly we wanted uh, a place for people to come and, and learn about web3 crypto nfts and not be scared to ask questions but then uh to have that community you know and discord allows for that in a unique way uh discord allows for you to verify that you own a special token on the blockchain that grants access to like an even deeper community uh, and uh, so that was really interesting. Uh, secondly, we wanted to build a space where the Christians in, you know, crypt that spends a bunch of time like Carol on crypto Twitter that understand the space better in other really strong communities. We wanted a place for those people to connect with the traditional Christian organizations to, uh, I mean, just imagine like you, you have, Large organizations like, uh, I don't know if I should throw names, but you have large Christian organizations that know they should be in this space, but have like zero idea where to start. Well, now imagine if you could connect that person with Carol and just have an hour, two hour conversation. Imagine what kind of ground could be covered. Um, so that was, that was the second kind of idea behind um, Reformers. And then thirdly, um, and this is what, Carol can speak to more on and what we're working on. And we're going to be relaunching our website with, with this and some other exciting things soon. Um, but we want a place for like-minded people to come and build the next generation of great commission projects and tools for web three. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like this onboarding community side. And then the Genesis collection, which is the 126 people is for, is for like the type of people in this, this group right now. You know, people that are building in Web two that know like Web three is coming and it's the next iteration of the internet. What's it look like to, to you know, take what we currently do and take it to Web three? Um, yeah. 
I think like what got us excited because yeah, the, the original project, the, 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 the masterclass type idea, we saw like this need for all these, you know, they always say build something that you kind of wish you'd had <laughs> along the road. Right. And I really wish that along the road, I could have busted into the space and dropped into this class or this, you know, whatever you want to call it, where a bunch of believers who are thinking about it from, from a, a kingdom mindset would have explained to me, look, you're going to want to do this. Stay away from there. That's scary. Um, check out this. It's really cool. Uh, here, here's three fun things to play with that you need to know about. Um, also here, here's what I'm doing. Watch me. Like all that stuff would have been very helpful for me. And not only that, but then once we started thinking about that, I think the real thing that got us excited about doing something more than just the class, which at this point, our original idea has kind of gotten folded into reformers as, as a, a value that we can offer to the community. But the idea of adding community to it is I think what made us excited. It, to me, I always kind of say to people in the discord, it's like, look, we want to kind of be like the, the, the base camp, the, the lighthouse where everybody who's kind of out there figuring this out and, and getting freaked out and saying, Whoa, you know, everything's down bad. Now what am I supposed to do? We want to provide a place where Christians can come back. We can encourage each other. We can explain things to each other. We can, you know, bring alongside newcomers. And instead of just like having them get beat to death and, and get discouraged, we can say, Hey, look, like avoid this pitfall that I hit, you know, and then, and then we can educate them and explain new things to them. And as a community, we can be stronger team up to build things, which is something that's already started to happen, which I'm really excited about. Um, we can share research and, and things that we're seeing so that everybody doesn't have to feel this constant, like I have to be on all the time to see everything. You know what I mean? Because we can pool all the things that we're seeing together and you can feel like, okay, if I want to take, you know, three days off of crypto Twitter, I got friends that are going to see some cool stuff and drop it to me and, and I can rest, which I think is really important and helps people not to burn out because unfortunately this is a, fortunately or unfortunately, this is a 24 seven space and Christians are supposed to be good at resting. So we, we got to figure that out. Right. Um, so all that stuff is, is I think the, the was where we started saying, look, we got to do something that isn't just like a one-time class that people could do, but it's this ongoing kind of base camp that could start spawning more and more stuff as people start collaborating and teaming up to build. And we just kind of want to provide the, the big empty room where people can do that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys think it's important for, um, Christians, Christian leaders to not just be informed, but to care about and start building in the Web3 space. Like, I think a lot of times people just think, oh, a church is going to need to have like a service in the metaverse and have a really difficult time thinking about any of this beyond (laughs) just that. Like, I don't know, maybe just talk about um, your passion for helping Christians not just like understand this, but understand why it's actually really imperative that we have a voice in the space. I think a lot of it, I mean, I'm going to keep my answer short so others can answer, but I think a lot of it comes down to attention and like, where is the attention at? Um, so I think churches and Christians just specifically were like massively late when it came to uh, just web two or web one, like just websites, social media, like how do we engage where the attention is like, we didn't even think about that till like five or 10 years later. And so attention is shifting attention of the next generation is already on like TikTok and Snapchat. Like, are we engaging those platforms and how, how are we serving those people? And like, is there, 
you know, great commission, like purpose behind the way that we're on there or, and so I think attention is just, um, and I mean, look at video games too. Look at Roblox. Like my kids love Roblox. Every kid I know under 10 loves Roblox. Um, if that, like, I, I think I may have read this, maybe not, maybe you'll have to edit this, but I thought, um, if Roblox isn't thinking of like blockchain technology and integrating that, uh, another group will. And, um, it's, uh, I mean, just knowing and understanding the space is going to be so important because that's where the attention is going. Um, look at every big brand. Just not It's not just because big brands, like we should just do what the world's doing. Um, but there is some wisdom in like observing our surroundings and for like prayerfully considering like what is driving that. And it's it's largely attention, and, but then it's also like the technology behind it, which is what we were talking about earlier. Um, so I think it's just important, you know, for that reason. Love that. Isaac, Isaac you're over there at FaithTech. I was going to say, Isaac, you're over there at FaithTech, so I feel like this is kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah, man, I, I can maybe pipe in here. So uh, to to me, it's just a big opportunity, at least com- compared to what I've seen in the past for, for building depth over width, right? So, and especially when it comes to those relationships that we're building online i mean i've never been a gamer or anything like that but you see those evangelists on twitter that uh build these awesome relationships through video games and they're literally being the hands and feet of christ per se uh in in a game and i think that just from my perspective like as a christian i have this huge opportunity to build real authentic relationships with people in these projects, not, not necessarily like the reformers. Like, I think this is a huge opportunity for encouragement. And I think the fact that uh, I'm even sitting on this call with you guys is um, maybe an example of the fact that like, I would never be sitting here getting to know you guys unless I purchased the NFT in in the first place. Who who knows what God would have had planned, but I see that, that being the opportunity for this space in the sense of, other NFT communities I'm a part of that uh, wouldn't be Christian-based projects. Like I'm building real relationships with people. I'm building, uh, able to serve, able to provide value in these discord chats. And uh, I mean, just, just from in-person experience, like I've seen God work in amazing ways through relationships I've built through co-working spaces and that type of thing where you're actually getting to work alongside people on a day to day. And I just see web three as like, as Christians, there's so much potential for us to to kind of take that same kind of thinking, uh, not being the kind of bait and switch guys like follow me on Instagram and I'm going to post the gospel tomorrow and hope that leads you to Christ. Like I just see us having an opportunity to go out, join these projects and uh, and really serve and provide value in, in these these discord channels or communities or whatever you want to call them or whatever they're going to be. But uh, yeah, that, that's why I'm excited as a Christian. Maybe if I could jump in too and provide, because I think it's just even listening to this call, like the div- diversity of like perspectives, because we're all coming from very different places, right? So I'm kind of a local in my in my normie like day job life. I'm a very local ministry first kind of minded person. That's that's my obsession. That's what I've you know have and continue to spend my life doing. And so I think about all this stuff from a local pastor's perspective, and I totally get the reluctance from that perspective. Right. And I, and I, and I agree that there's a lot of people like 
look, I, I am not going to, nor would I counsel anybody to put church ministry funds anywhere near the blockchain <laughs> right now. Like that would, you know, this is all in, in incredibly beta stage. And I, and I, I don't think that would even be wise at this point. You know, that's, that's like saying we would put our, our church, you know, <laughs> treasury into the S&P 500. Like maybe don't do that. <laughs> but what I am excited about, right, is I am excited about example, Michael, like you, you talk to Dean all the time and Dean, you know, Tithely is a, is a product that I use at our local church. And to me, Tithely is an example of a great use of web two, right. For, for a ministry context, look, let's find a way to enable churches to leverage easy payments and stuff like that, to allow people to faithfully tithe to the work of the, of the ministry in the local church body. To me, Web3 is an analog of that. What are the, how are we building ways that the church could use those Web3 rails to do the ministry in an effective way? I'm not out here you know, saying that every church needs to deploy an NFT project or, or have a governance coin. I think those are kind of gimmicky at that level. I, I'm not even super excited about some of the metaverse stuff personally to me. But what I am excited about is like, look, how are we as Christians actually thinking kind of two or three steps down the road using this technology, just like the printing press, right? The printing press came out and you could have used it and it was used for any number of things, good, bad, and indifferent. But Martin Luther sees it and says, look, I can asymmetrically leverage this to get gospel information into people's hands who couldn't have it before. So Web3 comes out and it can be used for any number of things, good, bad, indifferent, and silly. As believers, we look at it and we say, okay, how can I use this to further gospel ministry? And there are people now that are working on this kind of quietly in the background where they're thinking about ways, you know, because there's all these different applications. We're, we're hopefully soon going to kind of be dropping some stuff just a little bit more internally to our community. Conversations we've had uh, on, on a one-on-one with people who are thinking about using Web3 to deploy information in censorship-resistant ways to, you know, hardened areas kind of difficult countries to in terms of evangelism enabling payment rails for for missions that are censorship resistant or easier for missionaries to use and receive on their end there's a lot of those applications that look less i think scary and weird and look much more like oh cool that's just ministry but even better or easier for us to deploy and that's kind of the stuff that from a ministry perspective i'm i'm excited about yeah that's really cool it's almost like it's almost like really looking at Web three as a mission field, in in many ways. Um, and it's it's actually kind of funny, you know. You guys keep talking, bringing up Discord, and as again, someone who's been a local church pastor in a very large city, uh, in a church that has um, done everything we can to like foster and facilitate community. I think I'm in like two or three Discord servers. I'm on a couple of different Slack channels that are all centered around a podcast or a Substack or whatever it might be. And the community in those um, it, those communities are honestly like just as authentic and just as real as the community that we've been trying to build, you know, in in a place like LA. So I think there's so much there's so much to the um, like community building aspect of it. Let's talk just really quickly about the missional aspect of it. I mean, obviously you're, and I, I actually want to read it because I just really loved the the perspective here. Uh, under the vision portion of you guys' website. You say in the, 15, in the 1500s, the German monk Martin Luther utilized the new technology of the printing press to ignite the Reformation. Every generation and new movement requires Reformation according to the word of God. Web 3 is no different. 
Um, I don't know, maybe just talk a, a little bit more about that idea of feeling, for lack of a better term, I'm a charismatic, so we love to use the word mandate. Um, but it, it almost seems like to you guys, there does feel to be uh, a bit of a mandate behind what you're doing. Uh, it's not just like some creative project, but there's real mission behind it. So I don't know, maybe just talk personally, whoever wants to jump in, um, of maybe kind of the motive and the mission beneath why you're doing what you're doing. Cause I think that's part of what really sets this project apart from any of the other ones that I've seen. Profit, you can jump in. <laughs> I can, I can say something. Um, well, I mean, the motto, one of the mottos of the Reformation was uh, Semper Reformanda, which is uh, always reforming. And, uh, like, always reforming. Semper Reformanda, something, something, something. I don't know the rest of the Latin. But always reforming according to the word of God. I mean, I think, I don't want to steal your thunder, Stephen, so just cut me off in a second. No, but go, go for like, it. That semper, the thing that the semper reformanda thing that jumps out to me is like, look, that's that's been the mission of the church since, you know, the beginning. Within, you know, the beauty of the beauty of the Lord's church is that we are constantly not doing a great job, <laughs> and the Lord's grace is is stepping in and reforming us and cleansing us and purifying us constantly. I mean, look, read the book of Acts, man. Like they were they were they were instantly screwing it up, and and that's that's I I just. I've always loved that in ministry as you get into ministry and you immediately recognize how you're not ready. And you look back and you see the guys that go before you and like, man, it must've been better back then. And the secret is it wasn't, you know? And so what I love about web three is if you were around and maybe this is difficult to describe, but if you were around in the 2020, 2021 period in web three, there was like an energy that it, you just really felt like, wow, anybody could just start a Discord server and all of a sudden you could have a community that could do something that could impact the real world, not just the digital world. Like I, I'm a I'm a digital world person, but I'm about bits flipping atoms. Like I want to see you use something digital to make something real. And you were watching that happen. That was popping off constantly. People were like incredibly excited about, oh, we could do something real. And some of those things were crazy and didn't pan out. But the, the fact that people were starting to imagine like, but what could we do was very exciting to me because to me, that's, that is a, we're, we're, that's what we are good at as Christians. That's what ministry is, is you sitting there and realizing, oh, I could go, you know, get a plane ticket, fly to another country, meet some believers there. We all immediately agree on what our mission is because we're serving Jesus. And therefore we can go out and make that mission happen because the Holy Spirit's going to guide us and direct us to exactly what we're supposed to do. And to me, Web3 is just, it's just a tool to do that, you know, and, and the, the Semper Reformanda thing is like, look, we've always, you know, I wrote this morning about the idea that we can't go back, right, on the Substack. It's like, we, we can't go back and, and hope for these bygone days or like the last generation's opportunities. Those are gone now. We have these opportunities. And to me, if you look around right now, Web3 is one of the opportunities that the Lord is giving to the church and saying, what are you going to do with this? Like, let's see what you're going to do with this opportunity. And look, some of the greatest heroes of the faith that we've appreciated or we look back to, they were guys who did this. You know, you look at, um, gosh, I don't know, look at Billy Graham, right? Where Billy Graham sees television, which is arguably not a fantastic medium for the gospel. Like, it doesn't make us smarter, I don't think. I think we've run that experiment. We've decided it's not great. But Billy Graham said, hey, what if the gospel, except we leverage TV? And I, I don't think anybody would argue with the impact that that had. And so I, I think it's, it's as Christians, my, my, whatever, my inspirational take that I can have is, look, you might have that opportunity right now. You might be in early enough to see 
people use Web3, but for the gospel. And I can't imagine that that would have a, a, a lesser or smaller impact than what the Lord has used other technologies to do in the past. That's great. Carol, you've been quiet over there, man. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts? I'm kind of the, new, the newbie to uh, the reformers, but I, I, can, I can say why I was drawn to it and why I was looking for this project before I even knew it existed, which was, um, you know, I've always been interested in new technology. I think at, a, at the core, like I, I want to figure out how the world should be, like what, how can we make people's lives better? Um, and for a while I was focused on superficial things, I think, you know, in my maturing stage and then, you know, realized that people want to belong. They want to find truth. They want to be in community. Um, and so, uh, you know, getting into NFTs, I discovered community and being built around these, you know, things on the blockchain. I was like, this is cool. And immediately kind of caught the vision. You know, I watched Ready Player One with, along with everyone else. It was like, this is crazy. Like, is this what the future is going to be like? And got a little bit scared because <laughs> uh, I tried to imagine, you know, what, what my life would be like, what people's lives would be like if they were wearing a VR headset um, all day and, and really dug in to NFTs and Web3 to figure out, okay, what, what would be the the good way to build this world. Like, and I want to be a part of it, you know, sort of naively with a little bit of hubris saying like, why not me? Why couldn't I, you know, have a stake in this new world. And as I learned and sort of discovered and started, you know, thinking about the philosophy of it all, I had this thought, like there's 2000 people in Neo Tokyo from all over the world, incredibly high class people. I mean, I'm probably, you know, one of the least impressive people in that community. And you know, learning so much from them. And then all of a sudden I started thinking like, is there a Christian in Neo Tokyo? Like out of 2000 people, like it's a pretty good chance, right? Like there might be one or two. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I hadn't even thought about it. I'm like, are there Christian, are there Christian NFT communities? Because what I'm doing out here, you know, I come from like a film background and like, you know, I was out in LA. So like, I'm so used to building in industries that are like, frankly, fairly godless <laughs> and just kind of being being that guy that's in there and, and, you know, doing my thing. Um, but what I discovered in the reformers is this group of Christians who, you know, aren't necessarily trying to make Christian things, although some are, and that's awesome, but they're trying to make good things. And like the, the quote that always, you know, stuck out to me is Martin Luther, I think said, I want to make, you know, the Christian shoemaker makes great shoes, not shoes with crosses on them. Like that's, that's always been my personal thing. Um, I want to figure out how to make good, whatever I'm doing, I want, it, I want it to be good. I want to make excellent Web3 projects. And in Reformers, I get to do that for Christians who are making these missional projects and make sure that they're effective. Um, so that's kind of what I'm excited about right now in Reformers specifically. Awesome. Let's talk... Um builders for a second. So on your site, you talk about, um, which is Carol, kind of what you were talking to as well is it looks like you guys are, uh, kind of launching this startup incubator and to just take it right from your website. You says startup incubator to work with other Christians and local churches to launch your web three project. Our team of Christians with professional experience in web three will help provide strategic guidance, expertise, and funding to selected groups. Like, Talk to me about the vision behind that. What are some of the projects that you guys are looking for? What is this going to look like? Uh, maybe just give me just a bit of a range of the different kinds of things that you've been talking to people about or, or what problems that you want to see solved 
uh, in doing this because I think this is really great. I don't know that I've seen anything else uh, exist like this in the in the faith-based space where there's experts saying, hey, if you're working on something in this space, like like hit us up. Let's let's like build this thing together. So I don't know. Riff on that a bit. Uh, I'll let Carol. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me let me say one quick thing before you hop in. Um, that that description is uh, is still semi accurate, but it's a lot more fleshed out than that. And so that's going to kind of come with the next iteration of the site. Um, we. One of the amazing things that the Lord's provided that has been so unexpected is like people like Carol, people like um, Isaac, people that have uh, like s- seriously successful projects in Web two and now in Web three. So people like uh, Josh Ong, who uh, if you follow him on Twitter, others mm-hmm. like that uh, are believers are building in this space have significant uh, followings that are you know, reformers holders and they willing to be a part of um, the community and the building aspect in, in, you know, in this next iteration. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just such a unique list of uh, like talented people that the Lord has brought like to this little group already. Um, and it's kind of just starting. Like, it's hard to imagine that because this is really, you know, along with, uh, once we have, I mean, I'm, I just keep saying this new website, once this new website comes out <laughs> and it has like this fully r- like fleshed out, well-rounded kind of view of what reformers is, it's going to be hard not to want to have a reformer to be a part of that community. If you are a Christian building in web two. Um, so I'm super excited about it, but, um, I'll let Carol jump in and kind of explain the, the genesis of that. And, to be to be fair, let me say, we were uh, wanting to do this product incubator builders even before I knew Carol, and um, and like, I mean, it, it's just amazing. But, but you know, Carol comes into the picture and is in a, a part of a community that does this exact thing before you know secular type projects. Um, so it's just perfect, and so I mean, that's really what Carol's leading up for reformers. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen, I was I was jumping in to ask to, for you to tag team this with me. So perfect setup. Um, yeah, I mean, how cool would it be if there was a place where if you were a Christian and you had, you know, enough of an understanding about Web3 and NFTs, you have a great idea. How cool would it be if there's a place to come and be in a community that would help you build it, no matter what stage you're in, no matter what obstacle. I mean, that's the general concept. I've been really obsessed with that, this idea in Neo Tokyo, um, the community that I'm in. So my day job, I didn't mention this in my intro, I'm a creative director for NFTs and Web3s for brands. So every day I'm thinking about how do brands launch Web3 and NFT projects that don't suck, that don't feel like, you know, hello, fellow kids, you know, like we don't get it. And so, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all, um, all love towards the Christian community, but there can be a bit of that, you know, where, where we jump into like a new thing and we don't get it. And, and it's just like, it's not. No way. That's <laughs> never happened. That's never happened. Never, ever. Carol. God never touches every ever. Christian project and makes it. No, but you know, it, it's just, <laughs> and it's not even, you know, my point POV is, is like, I'm not judging you. I just want your thing to be good and to be effective and, and to, to reach others than, you know, beyond your, your local church community or your family and friends that, 
you know, participate. Like, let's make this thing sticky. Um, so because that's my day job as creative director, and then in Neo Tokyo, I started up an initiative um, where we wanted to help builders out. When I was in Reformers, I was like, oh, this, like, this would be the coolest way to use this thing that I'm building, that I'm that I'm doing in my day job, and then doing in my main community, and now you know I'm in the reformers. Um, it felt like the ultimate culmination of it of it all because now I get to help Christians actually make projects that could matter instead of you know helping people you know make cool JPEGs and you know build a community around them. Um, so really, it's like submit your project. You know the basics are submit your project. You know you fill out an intake form. There's some work up front involved to make sure that you're serious. Uh, no matter what stage you're in, that's cool. Um, we review that, select you, and then you get a call with a group of advisors, half hour, hour, and we just talk about where you're at, um, what the next thing coming up is, what you need help with. And then we can transition you to someone who will sort of mentor or shepherd you, I think is what we're going to call it, through that stage, wherever you are. And then we can just repeat that loop. Um, and you know, if you meet some people in the community and it, and it takes your project takes off and you don't need it, great. Or maybe you need a little more assistance, like whatever it is, uh, we want to provide this utility to someone. I mean, it would be so neat if really someone felt like the ticket to figuring out how to make this idea in their head come alive would be to get into the reformers community, um, for people that would care about them and support them and have this incredible range of of skills um, and experience to support them in all different sorts of ways. So, and as as far as the projects we're considering, um, there's a few, and there's I mean we can't really talk about them, but we're hoping to kind of launch with a bang. So we'll say mm -hmm. that. And these are um, so for some clarity, these would be uh, like. Christian projects, church projects, nonprofit, but also for-profit. You're kind of just saying, hey, anyone that is a Christian in this space that is working on a project that yeah. would like align with you guys' values, the doors are open to hit you guys up. Is that kind of the, that's kind of the, what yeah. you guys are looking for? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really as broad as that. So yeah, that sums it up well. Mm-hmm. What else, man? Okay, so we just got a couple minutes left. What else? What other? What are some other things you guys are working on? Give me some like inside baseball. Like, where I else is this? Is this going? <clears throat> I mean, that's a lot. Carol just dropped a bunch of alpha. So, <laughs> I mean that that was good. Uh, I think one of the most underutilized aspects of our community is, or of sorry, of the of what we're building. And I mean, we offer a lot of this for free, but is our uh, Substack. Uh, so we call that the reformer, but we have a free version of that. And we have uh, the scholars version, which is for holders that features uh, just some unique uh, or some articles from, you know, different holders in our community or, uh, and some other things, but the reformer is like such a helpful brief of where, and maybe profit alluded to this earlier, but you, you know, we, we all don't have time to just spend hours scrolling twitter and catching up but we can easily read a newsletter uh that breaks down you know highlights a project a few links that you should know it kind of gives you a rundown of the space and it feels like you haven't missed out it is i think one of the best onboarding newsletters that every single christian should sign up for that is curious about the space and that um, can be that's just from your from your website which is reformers nft reformer nfts 
reformersnft.com yeah and then you just click on the yeah. substack it's it's reformer.substack.com um but okay. yeah that's uh we i mean we give that a lot of love but it's it's really i think the the onboarding place um the other thing that's interesting uh so our our like kind of web3 education we're working with Sean couldn't be here but um we have uh, another team member who has developed something called Web3 Simplified. And the URL for that is just web3simplified.xyz. So that's a yeah, reformer's project. Yeah, I was looking at product. that today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. It's an amazing you know, place. There's a, a dictionary. You know, what's, like, what's an NFT? Like, what's NGMI? Like, you know, uh, there's that. Then there's courses, and we're going to build up more courses. And we're going to also build so, – so it's very uh, – like, anyone can use that, Christian or not. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, but we want to build out some more, some courses around uh, Christians entering the space, kind of, you know, questions that Christians will ask or that your local church pastor might ask. So, um, yeah, a few of the things awesome. we're working on. Guys, this is yeah, great. Let me, I'll kind of Go throw into like, so I think that kind of just to consolidate for everybody, like that kind of paints to me the picture of like zero, you know, to I'm going insane on this and I want to build stuff like that's kind of the the path that we're hoping to be able to provide for people because we, we, we've seen that like in the space, there's believers at like every stage. Right. So stage one is like, look, I, I am, I just discovered crypto yesterday. I have no, no, you know, no bags, no money in. And, and I, I just need to learn. Look, you can, you can come in day one for free. You can jump in the discord. There's a huge amount of the Discord that's available and open to you with no, you know, investment required. And now you're learning, you're talking to other people. There, we have a questions channel where you can ask questions and any, you know, people, we're called the, like the wardens or whatever in the project or like community, you know, moderators who have a lot of experience can come in and answer your question and point you in the right direction to resources. We're dropping like good, good links for everybody to read. There's a whole, you know, free newsletter dropping every two, no, maybe a little bit less than that, but every, every, at least every month where um, you're able to read that. And I'm, I'm, we're putting a lot of effort into making that a really good kind of roundup of the space for you where you can say, oh, here's some important news to be reading. Here's a cool, you know, project to check out. Here's some articles to be catching up on. Um then kind of at the next stage, you're saying, okay, this is really interesting and I want to identify with this community and I want to go a little deeper and get some more access and some more um, knowledge. And that would be for people who typically would invest in holding a reformer, which is a bigger investment, right? And what you're doing is you're not only you're not only being part of the community and holding the reformer and rocking the PFP and doing all that cool stuff, but you're actually, by doing that, you're kind of acting as a patron to the whole community. So you're supporting the work that's actually going and and assisting believers in the space who don't have that ability or don't have the desire to buy in you're supporting all this work for them so it's a really cool model where instead of like our goal here is not that we're all going to moon these profile pictures and then sell them and cash out and bro down on a yacht like that's not what we're doing here right what hey, we're doing is hey let's man. well <laughs> i mean i mean if it gets to yacht level status yeah well, that, that's that's that we didn't have that. We'll have one on of those, uh, those Miss, later. Mississippi houseboats, you know. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> our goal is look as if you're holding a reformer, you're actually demonstrating that look, I'm I'm investing in a way that's actually providing this, you know, good for the rest of the Christian, you know, people who are interested in the Web three community, which I think is a really cool model. 
And then at that stage, now all of a sudden you're getting access to more stuff and we're developing like this in-depth, you know, resource library where we're trying to add stuff that everybody in the community is able to add to it. Say, hey, this is a, a vetted resource that you need to check out. You're you're participating in these, you know, chat rooms where we're talking about building projects and, and collaboration with people. And then kind of the next stage from that is, okay, now you're, I want to go deep and learn. And so here's, you know, crafted classes that are being provided through kind of bespoke stuff that Web3 Simplified is developing. Here's a path to building a project that is being developed with Carol. And, and so it's kind of like these, this pathway as you're getting deeper and deeper in the space, there's more and more resources and stuff available to you. So we want to kind of provide that like entry level all the way to I'm, I'm psyched and I'm getting my friends together and we want to go out and collaborate on something. And we want to be kind of available at every stage of that. Um, and so that's, that's, I think, kind of what, what we're excited about. But I just want to, you know, if you're listening to this and you have no idea, there's resources that we want to make available to you right now. Jump on the website, get in the Discord, and, like, we're there to, like, kind of Sherpa you and, and explain stuff to you. All the way to if you're already heavily invested, we want to partner with you and, and, and be a help to what you're doing. So, How much more time do we have? Uh, as much as you guys want, you tell me. Oh, okay. So we can go full Rogan on this. We know hundred percent. Okay. I mean, is it going to stop recording if I hop off here or anything? Nope, not at all. All right, guys, I got a jet here. Thanks for having me, all right. Alex, Isaac, Isaac. Thanks so much, man. Peace. Yeah, Isaac. Thanks, Isaac. Dude, dude. Um, um, I was just gonna what? say. Yeah, listen, I'm down. I'm down to keep talking. I got nothing to do, so, you know, you guys yeah. keep keep going. I was just going to – I think it's worth saying that um, – I mean, this is kind of just piggybacking off what Prophet said. But we have – like, some of the, the ways we want to get people excited about NFTs, um, and this – like, this isn't going to last forever, but the first – I forget how many it is. I think it's 300 people that enter our Discord um, get the Pilgrim role. And the, oh, sorry, first 250 people that come into the Discord get the Pilgrim role, <clears throat> and you can claim uh, a Pilgrim's Progress Celestial City NFT that was done by our artist. It, it's like, it's phenomenal. Um, but there's only 250 of those, and the current floor price of those is 10 ETH. So um, <laughs> it's not fixed at all. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's really cool. We'll give that to you for free. Like you come into the Discord, get your pilgrim roll, drop your wallet address, and so it's amazing that we. I mean, we've had over. Uh, let's see how many we have. There's 81 people that have claimed their, you know, free NFT that was not free to produce. Like it cost cost money. <laughs> like it's a really mm-hmm. nice, you know, NFT, and it's on, it's on uh, layer two Matic. So layer one Ethereum, and then a layer two. Uh, chain is called Polygonmatic, and so you can view it right in your OpenSea account along with all your other Ethereum-based NFTs. Um, so that's really cool. And then, like, this is... I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about this, but it's on, it's on our roadmap, I believe. At the very end of our roadmap, we have... Let me double-check. Uh, if it's not, that's fine. But we have the Reformers 2.0 collection, whatever we're going to call that. Um, Reformers... The current collection that out is out, this 126 NFTs, the, the Genesis collection, is very unique. It has a higher you know, barrier to entry. We all agree. We've 
we talked about that lots. Um, it's not for everyone, and we we want the community to grow, and and it has continued to grow around like all the free uh, stuff that we're we're also doing. Um, once we have builders rolled out, once we have talents fully rolled out, um, and maybe one other thing, we're 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 already thinking about, and we will launch the Reformers 2.0 collection, which will be our generative NFT collection that will have a traditional like minting experience. Um, and like there, there will be thousands of those. The number hasn't been set yet. And the, the barrier to entry will be, it won't be 0.2. It'll be much lower. Um, so that's, that's something really exciting. And that just like uh, kind of brings the community together in a whole, you know, another way. Um, so we're really excited to, to, you know, be working on these things to be thinking about reformers 2.0. Um, but then also like we, it's not that we, uh, set out to be this, but it seems that we're kind of positioned to be in a way where the Lord has just brought so many pieces together and we want, I mean, now it's like, if you want, if you're a believer and you want to learn about this space, like come join the discord. Uh, we have a wealth of knowledge in there from people that I keep meeting. There's, uh, I'm going to shout out a few to a few people, but there's uh, a German, a uh, uh, German guy named Karen. Is uh, it Karen? Yeah. 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 Uh, who's uh, like he? I forget the company he runs, but he had like he's an engineer of some sort. He's in there, super knowledgeable answering questions that I can't answer. Uh, we have some UK people in there. We have uh, an open sea engineer in there. I, f- I forget her name. Um, but there's all these Christians that work at like these established web three orgs, like, like open sea who are in, who have found reformers. Um, and there's other like project builders that we've, we've highlighted. There's kingdom warrior project. There's uh, Patrick's project, the metaverse. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just exciting to see like who's kind of in, in the group and um, yeah, a wealth of knowledge for you to, to ask any question. We have a, a whole Slack, uh, Slack, whole discord channel for discord. questions. Yeah. yeah. I, I use Slack at work, so I can't get off my mind. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, man, this is all really good. I feel like I have a ton, a ton of questions. I, I guess though, before we, well, I, I was going to go kind of in a different, more like just crypto web three ecosystem yeah, economy in true. general. Um, where we're at now in terms of like, let me, let me try and like frame this up properly, like sort of where we're at in the economy now, right? We're sort of seeing like startup value, startup valuations plummet. You're seeing just like a lot of people think we're getting did an episode today with Dean and he's talking, he thinks that there's about to start, you know, be like a big, um, uh, wave of layoffs and you've got all of this capital that has been raised that has been made over the last 10 years that has now been funneled and invested into web three projects. Obviously crypto has been crashing in different forms over the last couple of weeks. I don't know, like just give me your take, like where are we at right now in the market in general? Um, obviously not investment advice or anything like that. Just like talk to me about, are we moving into like another version of a crypto winner or do you guys see, I don't know, just like give me some, give me some macro where are we at in the space right now? 
And, and does think, that in any way affect in any way affect you guys build? A lot of what we talk about on the podcast lately is, um, listen, if you're a startup founder, money's drying up. It's a difficult time. Uh, the whole game is changing. Do you guys see that in a similar way in Web3 or are you guys in a different place? I can tell you we are absolutely not not in this for the money. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so I mean, we're going to keep building regardless. Um, I mean, we all have full-time jobs that, you know, pay the bills. Um, so any money that comes into the project, I mean, we've already been transparent about this, but it just rolls right back into the project. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are things that just, that do cost money. And so we have to pay for those. But even then, um, I mean, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep building. And um, so I, I think as far as like where w- the current state of things, uh, I mean, goodness, I, I'm not an economist at all, but I think what uh, an NFA and D Y O R um, and all the other caveats, but um mm-hmm you know, what the Fed is doing to combat inflation, potentially, and like the Fed has never done a good job at this, could lead to layoffs and all sorts of things like that. Um, And that's what they're trying to prevent from happening, right? And so maybe like, can the economy cool off and, you know, on all that and level out? uh, I guess we'll see. I think uh, the Wall Street Journal did a a good, they have a podcast called, uh, it's called The Journal. But they had um, one of their latest episodes was can the Fed lower inflation without causing recession? It's worth listening to. It's like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but one of their forecasts said it could be a it could be a dark, you know, one to three years. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's always good to prepare for those things. And, you know, I think the investment advice as far as NFTs and uh and we would all have the same, I think, is like, don't invest money, especially like in new technologies that you're not okay losing. Um, But the other piece of advice is like invest in teams and in people. Don't invest in these goofy projects that just spin up, that have a bunch of FOMO around it, that have an undocked team. And then next minute, like they're, they're saying peace out and buying their yacht. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um yeah do you guys have yeah i actually i actually kind of want to piggyback on that like because i I, i've you know we're all like the 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 thing about the crypto space is we all have to kind of eat our own cooking at some level because it's like look we are all also personally invested variously um and and living in a space and figuring things out right so i'm kind of i'm watching all this not just for my like oh this is my hobby but it's also like hey i have some personal you know family money that's that's going into this space and so i'm carefully you know monitoring that right and yeah everything you know and it's important to remember right that like media wise everybody talks about oh it's the great crypto crash and it's like yes it's also the great everything (laughs) (laughs) like everything Everything. is down right now and so and so that that's important to remember right let's get some perspective let's remember Mm -hmm. look like this is what markets do markets are volatile as long as yeah. and I, this is something that we've been we've been dropping this stuff into the into the discord to kind of help everybody level out and realize, look, like the goal in, in all these things as a believer is is if you're coming in here with this goal to get rich quickly, which is what unfortunately a lot of people come into crypto with that goal. 
um, you're not going to make it. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think part of that is the Lord's mercy. Like the Lord stops you because that's not a good, <laughs> that's not wise. Right. So what should be the goal, right? To me, the goal is like, look, I want to help believers use their knowledge and their wisdom to build a little garden that's actually going to provide for their family and their ministry and their community in such a way that, hey, let's talk, you know, real talk. If if we actually go into like not just crypto winter, but like actual economy winter for a while, I want, you know, I would love to see us go back to like kind of the monastery vision, which was, you know, the monastery wasn't just a place where people hold up. It was actually a place where there was productive industry going on that would support the people in that community around the monastery. That was kind of how those spaces were used. Mm. And I love that my, my vision, what I've been trying to jam on and talk about in, on the Substack and in, in our community and stuff is, look, we have this opportunity as Christians to get ahead of these um, technologies and in, be in these spaces in a way that could provide like strong, resilient communities and networks for your church, your community. Um, and that's true whether, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict the market. What I can predict is that if we're slow and careful and if we continue to just survive carefully, you know, economically and and as we build these communities, we could be in an amazing position to really be a good witness of what it, you know, what, what's the actual point of all this and why we're actually here. Right. Cause in a bull market in crypto, everything pops off. Everybody's excited. Everybody's a genius. You know, everything's great. Right. In a bear market, most of those people disappear. And mm-hmm. I want my, my goal in my heart is for there to be Christian witness through bear market times of like, look, we're here because we believe that we're using this to do what the Lord is calling us to do. We're not here for, you know, just mooning and, and making money because in a bear market time in crypto, the, a lot of those projects are going to go away and you'll see the building projects kind of stick around. And, and I think that's what we're endeavoring to be. And, you know, it's actually a massive to me. It's a massive opportunity for us. Guys. I love it. Thanks for the time. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for talking. Um, and we'll have to do this Do this again. Uh, Steven, give us just a quick, where can people find you guys all online? Like, I don't know, go around. What are your Twitter handles? What are your websites? Like, just so people can follow you, we'll link to them in the show notes. But let's just give everybody a uh, just a quick second to say where they can find you. Um, hmm. Do I give my DJ and Twitter account? <laughs> Or do I give my actual Twitter account? <laughs> um, I'll probably give my. I almost, one. I almost, I almost, I almost posted from my <laughs> DGen Twitter account, like thinking I was posting on that, but it was my actual <laughs> one. I I may have a Twitter account that trolls all the deconstructionist <laughs> Twitter accounts. May That's or may great. not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't That's matter. Fine. Anyways, um, my name is too long for Twitter. Uh, maybe Elon will change that. So. It's at Steve McCaskill. Um, my website is Steve McCaskill. If you want to shoot me a question, though, probably better. SteveMcCaskill.com, sorry. Yeah. Carol? Uh, yeah, I'm super, super uh, easy. It's just at, at Abundant without the U. Um, I don't have, a, I guess I'm a D-Gen and a real person combined at this point. I, I, finally, I finally did it. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. Love it. And Prophet, we know where to find you, theofuturist.substack.com. What are you on on uh, Twitter again? It's Prophet spelled all weird because I don't care about SEO and <laughs> I'm just it's living just, in that world. So It's just it's, the, 
the O is a zero and the E is a three, right? The E is a three, yeah. right? It's it's leaf. Yeah, um, it's yeah and, and also all of our all the team stuff is up on um, we're all linked up on the reformers website and everything as well. So you can find all of our of our all of our Twitter and, and everything on there. Um, and that's that's a good place to start. I think if you're listening and just wondering where to start, just hit the website and we've got links to the the Discord, to the to the Substack. You can you can find I'm sure there's a link somewhere to my Substack project yep. and everything up there as well. So, cool. Um, the other thing we started this call, or we started this, uh, yeah, whatever we're calling this, um, and it was, uh, I think, I think Mike, you said something like, uh, "I'm here with a bunch of guys." Well, we're not all guys. We actually have uh, a girl, <laughs> yeah. a part of the team. Um, so okay. Chelsea, she's currently in, uh, she's in Paris at the moment. So you know, she's sleeping. So maybe the next time we can, you know, we do this, we can do it early in the morning and catch, yeah, and catch her. But yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Would love to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much. We'll, yeah, exactly. We'll definitely do this again. Um, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for staying up a little late to uh, accommodate this. You guys are all. I think you're all in East Coast time, right? Or at least at least Central time. So um, yeah. appreciate it. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. 